Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill, and I am your host, and we have a very exciting and inspiring show for you today. We're going to begin with a quote by Seneca. It is the power of the mind to be unconquerable. We have a guest today who lives and breathes this. Jose Flores is CEO and founder of Indispensable Now. He's a global motivator, mindset disruptor, and number one best-selling author. Jose speaks all over the world using his unique story of growing up with a physical disability and how you can use your mind to overcome anything. His main message is to never allow your struggle to become your standard and how to dominate your life and your business. So I am really excited to introduce you to Jose today. How are you, Jose? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. That was an amazing introduction. Oh, you're the best. I'm supposed to be saying amazing things about you, but thank you for that. (laughs) Um, I know that you have an incredible story. So let's just go back a little bit and tell some of the listeners about about how you got to where you are and, and a little bit about your background. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, uh, you know, you can't see me, but I am in a wheelchair and that's due to a uh, condition that I was born with called spinal muscular atrophy. It's a neuromuscular condition called spinal muscular atrophy. And basically what that does, Heather, is the older I get, the weaker my muscles get. And the doctor said that by the age of 15, I would end up in a wheelchair and they weren't even expecting me to live past my teenage years. Uh, But I have good news for you and everyone listening, because this year, uh, back in February, I celebrated my 43rd birthday. Outstanding. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm super excited as well, because, you know, when, when you're younger you know, when I was young, I was able to walk and run and I lived a pretty healthy, normal uh, young boy lifestyle. Uh, But getting that news at a young age is is can be very traumatic, right? Because you're like, it's almost like they're giving me a death sentence almost. And the reason is, is because when I was younger, they didn't know that there was different types of the type of condition that I had. And so there's four types, the first two type one and two, those are the deadly types. Uh, But then you have type three and four, which affect you later on in life. And those are non-life threatening because they don't affect the organs or your breathing or anything like that. So thank God I have type three, uh, which is the later adolescent type, which is actually when I started to really feel the shifting in my body was when I was in high school, like a junior in high school. And so you again, you can imagine what that what just what that is in high school, you're trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do in life and who you want to become and things like that. And, you know, I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking about college or career. I was just in survival mode, right? Because they had told me that 19, they weren't expecting me to live past my 19th birthday. And, um, you know, then later on, I found out that they had misdiagnosed me or not misdiagnosed me, but just didn't know that there was different types of the condition. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I knew that eventually, inevitably, I would end up in a wheelchair. So I never really tried to focus it. I was a little in denial and, uh, and, and afraid, to be honest, because, you know, no one likes to hear that type of negative news. Right. And um, I'm just thinking to myself, man, what am I going to do? Like, what's my life going to look like? And I actually lost my ability to walk when I was 22 years old. I had moved from the Bronx, New York, down to uh, Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 
And shortly after I moved down here, I'm thinking, wow, this is a great place, new environment, new people, and uh, new opportunities. I'm 22. And then I, I literally lose my ability to walk from one day to the next. And now I'm in a like, what the heck am I going to do now? One minute, one day I'm thinking I'm about to go experience life and take advantage of every opportunity. And the next day I'm like, what am I going to do with myself now? So it was a challenge. It was a challenge. And I, and I had to go through the process of uh, becoming, you know, who I've become today. Wow. You know, there's so many questions that come up uh, according to different phases, right? So the exactly. first one, I guess, is to go back and ask you, like, how you were able to, when you were younger, thinking that you had this death sentence before they realized that they had misdiagnosed you. What, how did you continue each day to enter the day living fully and being present and, and overcoming the fears? I mean, I guess that's the first question. Then we'll move into what happened later. Yeah. So you know how they say out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, since the condition wasn't prevalent early in my earlier years, I was able to, like I said, run and walk, ride bike, and I lived a normal childhood. So I never really tried to think about it. Like I tucked it behind my head in the back of my mind and never really tried to think about it because when I thought about it, it, the fear would grip me and I would start feeling anxiety. And so I really just learned how to suppress it and not think about it like so many other people do with all different types of conditions, right? They suppress the feeling, they try to suppress the reality. Uh, but then, like I said, in high school, when it really started to kick in, that's when I'm like, man, you know, I, I'm starting to feel my body giving up, giving up on me. And, and to be honest, I was like literally starting to give up on my dreams and on the dreams and ambitions that I had in life, because it was, it's tough. You know, I'm a teenager dealing with this life altering condition and I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to, you know, push through. But in my mind, there was something deep down in my mind and my spirit that knew I couldn't, that I knew I couldn't give up. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep on persevering, keep on pushing forward. And I was always like the encouraging type. Uh, people would always ask me for advice and talk to me and share their issues with me. And, you know, uh, and I was always comforting and, and compassionate. And, um, and I think I was like that because I knew that I had a condition, even though early on, many other people didn't really know maybe uh, so much because it wasn't that visible, but I, I knew I had it. And I was always compassionate to other people. Like I was always the guy uh, standing up for the people getting bullied, right? Mm -hmm. I was always the guys helping people that I saw like older people or just people with other disabilities, like helping, helping them out when, they, if I saw they needed help, I, I was, I, I wouldn't wait for them to ask me. I would just say, Hey, you need help. Let me grab that for you and help them out. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that kind of again, helped me develop into the person that I am today, because I'm still like that to this day. Like, even though I'm in a wheelchair, I'll, I'll be at the supermarket or store or something, and I'll see an elderly person or, or another person with a disability, um, you know, struggling, and I'll just go right up to them and say, hey, let me let me help you with that, you know, put it on my lap. So sometimes you'll see me walking with uh, a case of water on my lap, <laughs> because it's so heavy, right? And they're like, wow, what that's a crazy image. But you know, I, I, I try to do as much as I can uh, all the time, just to be as helpful as possible. Did you have any, um, you know, people that inspired you, support system, mentors that helped to guide you in in being able to deal with this and and come out on the other side, realizing the power of your mind? No, I didn't. Honestly, you know, and and again, growing up in in, a, in New York City, 
you know, there's not a whole ton of mentors out there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any mentors. And that's why, you know, Heather, I'm so passionate about what I do. And, and you can, you can just feel the energy when I walk into a room or if I'm speaking on a stage, you can feel the passion, you can feel the energy because I know how it was when I was younger. I didn't have a mentor or a coach in my life to say, hey, you know, do this or don't do that or go this way. Don't go that way. You know, focus on this. Don't focus on that. And so if I can be that for as many people as I can, whether it's virtual or one-on-one coaching with my clients um, or group coaching that I do as well, I want to be able to, to, to provide that service for as many people as possible because I know it was something that was lacking in my life mm-hmm. and I know it's lacking in so many other people's lives as well. So, and it, we live in a different age as well. When I was younger, we didn't have the internet and cell phones and things like that. Now we have it very more accessible for us, uh, which is a great thing. Because like you and I were talking about earlier, you know, we're doing a lot of virtual stuff now, which is helpful for a lot of people as well. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you call yourself the mindset disruptor. I think that is just fabulous. And I, I have this image in my head of a cape. So, like, <laughs> so <laughs> what do you do to help yourself and others disrupt the, the, the downward spiral of fear? that comes up for people? Absolutely. That's a great question. And, uh, you know, the mindset disruptor, <laughs> it, it is, that's, it's my superpower uh-huh. and, I, and I help people and I, you know, and I go back to my condition, right? What causes my condition, Heather, and for those of you that are listening, it's one uh, deficiency in one of my survival motor neurons. So they call that SMN. There's two SMNs in our bodies, SMN1 and SMN2. Uh, the one that's deficient in my body is SMN1, and it causes this entire disruption in my body. It's crazy when you think about it, right? One small deficiency in a survival motor neuron in our, in our bodies, and that survival motor neuron is what causes and allows our muscles to grow and expand and be healthy and strong. So the deficiency causes what I have, which is spinal muscular atrophy. So it's crazy when you think about the science behind it. But I also use that analogy with my coaches and uh, my coaching practice when I'm coaching my clients and telling them, like, you know, we are where we are in life based off of the choices and the decisions that we make in our lives, mm-hmm. and and. And the same way that one small deficiency uh, in my body causes this entire disruption, uh, one decision that you make or choice that you make in life can cause an entire disruption in your life, uh, good good or bad, right? Right. And so I I coach them on focusing on the good ones, obviously. But when I'm, you know, the mindset disruptor comes from my entire life. I've had to learn how to adapt and adjust, adapt and adjust, adapt and adjust uh, physically because with my condition, uh, there's a new level or phase, like you called it earlier, of decreased mobility that happens every so or every like every couple of years. There's really no exact pinpoint like every one year or every two years or every three years. It just whenever it happens, it happens and I feel it and I recognize it. And now I, I'm aware of it. Now I now I have to figure some new things out. Mm-hmm. And so with that, with that uh, constant adapting and adjusting, it's not only physical adjustment, like you mentioned earlier. Yes, I have to uh, adjust physically and figure out new ways to do certain things that I'm no longer able to do physically wise. But it, there's also a, um, I also have to adapt and adjust mentally to be able to, like you said earlier as well, to endure just waking up and getting into this wheelchair and keep on keeping on, right? Keep on persevering and keep on enduring. And so uh, with that, it, it's twofold. Like once I have to adapt and adjust physically and mentally and the way that I do that, you know, and it's, and it's, this is one of the things that I've been, ha- that I was forced 
to do, right? It wasn't like I had an option. So it was either you're going to figure this out and you're going to live your best life now, or you're going to let this thing eat away at you and you're going to live an average or below average life for the rest of your life. So those are the two choices or options that I had. And I picked the one that says, I'm going to keep on going. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fight this thing every single day. I'm not going to let it take a hold of me. And it, and that and that alone, Heather, takes a, an, an, ex, an extensive amount of brain power mm-hmm. to be able to push through those days where I don't feel like pushing through those days where you know, because I'm not paralyzed. So I, I, even though I'm in a wheelchair, I'm not paralyzed. It's just that I can't stand or walk. Um, so there's days where I feel my ankles hurting or my feet mm-hmm. throbbing. And, uh, you know, there's days where I, I literally don't want to get out of bed because I, I, I need to have my feet elevated, you know, in a certain position. So, mm-hmm. and, but it's even on those days where I'm like, you got, it's even more so on those days that I'm like, you got to get up today because yeah. one of my mentors, shout out to Victor Antonio, if you're listening, he said, Jose, every single day that you don't show up uh, for life and you don't put a piece of content out or you don't put a video out or you don't put an encouraging post or something like that, people, you're an influencer now. People are counting on you. And every day that you don't show up, you're being selfish and arrogant. And I was like, wow, you're just going to step all over my toe. (laughs) That's pretty uh, direct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you want me to be real with you, right? And I said, yeah, absolutely. He said, well, you know, like I said, people are counting on you. So you got to show up, man. And so even on those days where I feel like I, like I, I, I just want to take a break and, and stay in the bed. And don't get me wrong. I do take breaks because we're all human, right? But right. on those days is when I feel like even more so, man, you got to get up and do something or, or I'll get my iPad or my, my cell phone and work from the bed and put some stuff, some content out, you know, from yeah. the bed or something like that. But I know people are counting on me, especially now during the COVID, you know, mm-hmm. so many people that are dealing with, you know, all type of different situations. Uh, we can go down a list of things that people are going through, but if I can just be that small little beacon of light, Heather, uh, every single day for those that are, that follow me and for my audience and the people that I'm able to influence, then, then, then it's, uh, exciting for me. It fires me up. It gives me passion. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I continue to do what I do. That's fantastic. I mean, and I knew that that element of accountability, you know, showing up, you know, putting that content out, being there for your clients is incredibly motivating. And so for those of you who are listening, if you don't currently have that, create it for yourself and your life, you know, have find a way to create accountability, um, tell someone that you're going to do something. It makes a, a greater chance that you're actually going to get up and do it right, that you're going to show up. So is there a specific um, system that you use, or is it different from client to client? Is there, you know, like a, a process? Oh, uh, well, the, the system that I use is, is, is the same system, but the process is always going to be different from, you know, from client to client. Everyone has different needs, different goals, different dreams, different mm-hmm. ambitions. So, you know, the process will be different uh, and tailor-made and customizable for each of my clients. Um, but the process is still the same. You know, I, I, I send them a questionnaire just to kind of get a little bit uh, to get to know them a little bit, see what their what their goals and dreams are, what their um, what their um, strengths and weaknesses are and, mm-hmm. and what they want to accomplish. What result are they looking for? And then that helps me to customize the approach and the process that we're going to go through together for for, you know, for however long they're needing the coaching for. That's great. And do you have a like a favorite quick actionable idea or way of thinking that you might want to share with our listeners today? Well, I'm a big fan of mind mapping. So I always, you know, have my clients do a mind map 
And uh, I'm just telling them they can take a piece of a uh, printer paper and just put in the middle what that end result looks like and then work out. You know, I'm always, you know, start with the end in mind. So what is the end goal? What is the end result you're looking for? Write that down in the middle of the paper and then work your way out on how you're going to get to that centerpiece. Oh, I love that. I'm a big fan of mind mapping as well. And starting with that end result in mind is definitely going to keep you focused and moving forward. Now, I know that you that you practice what you preach and that you have ways that you get yourself going and moving forward. But on those days, you know, when you do have a fear or maybe something new is happening for your body or your mind or you're, you're not Uh, getting maybe the results that you want, do you still face some fear? And and what do you do if that happens? Yeah, absolutely. I think fear is one of those things that we're going to face for the rest of our lives, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. so many different elements to it. But on those days where I feel fearful, or I feel um, like something's happening in my body, or I just I just have a, an, an off day, like I don't feel 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I just start to for me. And again, I believe that everything starts and ends in the mind. So I have a very high level of awareness of what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, not only in my physical body, but in my uh, environment around my surroundings. And even with what I think I have a very high level of awareness. And I think that, you know, again, that comes with development, I wasn't always like that, but I had to develop into that. Because I think that when you have a high level of awareness, you're able to recognize and realize what is going on. And then you can tackle it from different, you know, in in different ways, depending upon what the situation is. But for me, what I do specifically is I automatically go into into, uh, having an attitude of gratitude. Like when Mm -hmm. I feel like my body decreasing in, in a certain area, I just start thinking about all the things that I still have and I still can do because I'm not like completely immobile. I still have movement and I can still grab things and I still have a certain level of mobility. But, um, you know, I just start thinking, and that was one of the things that kept me stuck for many years, Heather, to be honest with you uh, and all of, and all of you guys listening. And I'm pretty sure that everyone can relate to this is that for many years, I was always focusing on the things that I didn't have and the things mm. that I couldn't do. And that is what kept me stuck for so many years because I was focused on the wrong things. And so once I actually realized that, hey, listen, we already know you can't do this and you can't do that, Jose. Well, let's focus on what you can do. And once that thought popped into my mind, it was a life change. It was a game changer for me. It changed my life because now I understand that uh, when I instead of focusing on what I can't do, I focus on what I can do and the things that I and, and, you know, the mobility that I still do have. And I immediately just put myself into a state of gratitude, like, man, I'm just so grateful for everything that I'm able that I've been able to do and that I'm doing right now. And even the things that I'm going to do that I haven't done yet. And I just start playing all those things in my mind, like forcing myself to think about the great times and the good times that I've had and, and all of the good things that I'm doing. And, uh, and where I am in life and how far I've come. And once you start to think about those type of things and you try to flip the script and turn that negative into a positive, then you'll, it changes your entire chemical makeup in your body. Like you start to release, you know, chemicals and we can go into all of that, like endorphins and serotonins and, and cortisols, even that, 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 um, you know, that, that, are, that the body releases that cause you different types of, uh, feelings like emotional feelings in your body. And so once you start to put yourself in a state of gratitude, your body is automatically going to release endorphins, which is your body's natural feel good chemicals, right? The hormones. Mm -hmm. And you just start feeling good. Like, man, yeah, I'm going through this, but you know what? 
I, I'm thankful that I'm still able to do this and I still can do that. And I still can go here and go there and I can still reach these people. And you start maybe thinking of the stories that people have shared with you and how you impacted them. And, and that, for me, that just gives me fire and, and how to go and how to keep pushing forward. And, and, uh, you know, I had, a I recently did an event this past week and someone, you know, came up to me afterwards and they would, they started literally crying. Like, you know, you said this and you changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the topic of blood, of bloodline. And I, mm-hmm. and I was sharing with them how, you know, my parents got divorced when I was two. My dad passed away when I was 10. I ended up in a wheelchair when I was 22. And I was like, man, if that doesn't sound like the perfect formula to throw the towel in, then mm-hmm. I don't know what does. And I said, but you know what, though? My, you know, I remember, I don't have too many memories of my real dad, but uh, one of the memories that I did have was him always being a no-call, no-show when it was time to pick up my sister mm-hmm. and I. And so, but I told him, I said, when I had kids, cause my wife and I have two amazing uh, boys. And I told myself when I have kids, I never want to be like that. And I never want to, you know, get involved with the streets or drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I don't want to be like that. And I said, you know, and I shared with the group and I was like, you know, my bloodline was waiting for me to show up. My bloodline was waiting for me to break the cycle and break the chain. And, and, uh, because I've showed up and I was like, you know, I'm not only a game day dad, I'm a practice dad. I, you know, and, I, and I'm, I've been there for my kids since day one and I'm, and I still am. And I always will be until the day I die. And so just kind of sharing that it, re- it resonated with some people who maybe didn't have a, a father in their lives or they came from a broken family or whatever the case may be. And I was like, you know, you guys in this room, you guys, your bloodline is waiting for you to show up. It was waiting for you to break the chain or break the curse or break the cycle. And uh, it, it, for such a time as this, you have been called to do great and mighty things. So it was just like an amazing moment. And, uh, but those are some of the things I think about. I think about and how, what my point was that somebody came up to me afterwards and just told me how impacted they were by me sharing that, that, that word of, of being the person that the bloodline was waiting for and counting on. So powerful. Jose, that's brilliant. I love it. You know, I I know that you change lives with things like that. And, And you've mentioned so many, great things here. I am, I am a huge proponent of being able to shift your entire state by refocusing on gratitude. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times people get complacent and they, they live in this state of, of comfort and anything outside of that comfort or complacency, it's, it's a little bit painful, right? So we, that's where we have to grow. That's where we have to go in order to grow. And, and that discomfort is where people kind of shy away from sometimes. So I'm glad you brought up awareness as well, because when we become aware of what we're capable of or, or what is available to us, then it's a little uncomfortable, but it, it gives you that shine, that vision, that light toward uh, where you want to go and and the impact that you can make, not just for you, but for the world and what you're doing, Jose, you're, you're impacting individuals within your, your presentation and your coaching, but you're impacting the world because there's a ripple effect to that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you are an inspiration to so many people, but do you have a favorite story of how someone else has been an inspiration for you? Yeah, you know, I have a few of them, but, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, how did you know you were supposed to be a speaker? Like, how do you know what your purpose is or what your calling is? And I know a lot of people struggle with that, right? Because uh, 
it's it's a difficult topic to to be able to grasp and, and understand and and then really start living a purpose driven life. But for me, when I was uh, first starting out to speak, you know, as a speaker, many people in the beginning they have to speak for free, so many different locations and places. And I was speaking um, for free for this one nonprofit organization that helps inner city kids at at high schools. Mm-hmm. And so I was speaking for this uh, organization at a high school. And I'm sharing my story with them. There was about 50 kids in the room. And at the end, I asked if anyone had questions. And there was a few kids that raised their hand and asked some questions. But then, you know, you have those introverts that don't, that they won't raise their hand, even if you gave the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so she, this young girl came up to me and she was actually a, a dual enrolled student. So she was in high school, but she was also enrolled in college. So she started college classes early. Mm-hmm. So she would be half a day in high school, half a day in, in college. And she was sharing with me how she was going to school to be a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. and how she felt like giving up because it was the pressure was demanding and it was overwhelming. It was frustrating. And here she is. She's 17 years old. She's a kid uh, having to deal with so much pressure. Right. And the demands of life. And so she was wanting to give up. And then she said that after hearing my story and what I had and, and what I was doing, and she said, you know, uh, Mr. Flores, she was like, I was feeling like giving up, but after I heard your story, man, now I know that I have to keep going forward and keep uh, pursuing my dreams of becoming a neurosurgeon uh, because who knows, maybe I might be the one to find a cure for what you have. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I get choked up now even thinking about it because here you have this 17-year-old girl thinking futuristically yeah. on, on, uh, on, on, and not only on her, for herself, like she wasn't selfish. She was thinking about me and other people who have, you know, neuromuscular or neurological diseases or conditions. And here she is like, I have to keep going because maybe I'm going to find the cure for yours or whoever else's condition. And I was like, that's right. And that's the type of mindset you have to continue to carry with yourself because, you know, we're not born into this world for, for, for only for us, we're born for community, for relationship, to help one another, to help everyone get to the top and to, to move together as a unit. And I was like, so you thinking about other people above yourself and, and what you can do and the impact you can make, I said, that's what's going to allow you to be able to leave an amazing legacy uh, when that time comes for you. Uh, what a gift. And it just screams uh, circle of life, right? Like that, that people are here to serve each other. And sometimes we don't even know, right? But the impact that you make is causing her to make an impact that could come back to you again. It's just so beautiful. Uh, I love that story. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion that people listening are going to be wanting to know how to get your book, how to find out more about your speaking. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can go to my website, which is it's very simple, joseinspires.com. Uh-huh. Uh, there they can check uh, all the information about me, uh, my products, my services, um, all of my accolades. And then they can follow me on social media on any platform that they use. It's simple again, at Jose Inspires. So it's pretty uniform across the board. Uh, website is uh, joseinspires.com. Social media handles at Jose Inspires. And what I wanted to do also, Heather, for you and your audience, um, for those of you that are listening, and, and in the spirit of giving back and just with COVID, and I know everyone has their own different types of struggles that they're going with, uh, going through, uh, rather, that I wanted to give a free gift to everyone, if that's okay. Oh, that, that's fabulous. I'm sure everyone will love it. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. You can just go to free gift. Uh, www.freegift.com 
www.joseinspires.com. Mm-hmm. And it's a, just a, it's a motivational CD that I did. It's called The Power of Showing Up. So since everyone showed up to listen to this uh, podcast, uh, I want you to go ahead and go get that free gift for you. There's no strings attached. You just go in and uh, answer three quick questions and you get the gift. And uh, that's my thank you from me to you. And, and on behalf of Heather as well, for you guys tuning in and being amazing, uh, an amazing audience. Oh, Jose, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure for those of you out there who want to take advantage of that, we'll put those links into the show notes so that you just one click and get right there. That is a a wonderful gift. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure those who take advantage of it will as well. So unbelievably, you know, the time flies by, I could spend all day with you. uh, But is there any... uh, burning words of wisdom that you would like to share before we head off today? Yeah, absolutely. I want to leave your audience with this. For you, for all of you that are listening out there, uh, I don't know where you are or what you're going through, but this is what I do know. You know, that everything starts and ends in the mind, as I mentioned earlier. So I want you to understand that when the mind decides, everything else follows. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that again. When the mind decides, everything else follows. And that's on a positive or a negative. So when your mind decides, if you decide you're going to settle, if you decide you want to just let life happen to you, if you decide you want to just be average, then everything that's associated with that is going to follow that. But if you, if, but if you decide, if you decide, I want to be amazing, I want to be successful, I want to live with greatness and purpose, and I want to make impact, and I want to do uh, as much as I can before I leave this planet, then everything that's attached to that is going to follow. So just remember that when the mind decides, everything else follows. The choice is yours. Make the right decision, the right choices. And, and they're not always going to be right or, you know, the, or, or great, but when you make it in the spirit of being selfless, and, and, and in the spirit of serving others and in the spirit of making impact and making a difference, then everything that's associated with that will follow. And the reason I know that to be true is because if it can happen for me, uh, being born with a condition and living life in a wheelchair, I'm 100% sure that it can happen for you all as well. Oh, Jose, thank you so much. It- brilliant words to end on. And I'm certain that you're going to uh, inspire people to make different choices, better choices, more thoughtful, compassionate, giving choices today and moving forward. I appreciate your time and your wisdom. And for all of you, make sure that you check out those show notes because you're going to want that free gift and more information about Jose Flores. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And you have an amazing uh, rest of your day. Thanks, you too.